there! You're listening to the SC Yoga Girl podcast, and I'm your host, Melanie Deal, a certified yoga teacher and integrative wellness and life coach. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with the helpful tools and information that will help you better understand the connection between yoga, mindfulness, and movement in bite-sized episodes so that you can break through the barriers in your life. Let's get started, because yoga, it's the real deal. Happy Wednesday. I am so excited about today's episode because this is a topic near and dear to my heart and apparently to some of you as well. I've had several people reach out to me about putting together a podcast episode with tips on how to get better sleep. So in today's bite-sized episode, we will cover just that. I'll provide six tips that have personally helped me over the years when I have had trouble sleeping. And believe me, I have had, oh gosh, I remember when I first started on my chronic illness health journey and I think I had about a six month period where I was lucky if I got a few hours of sleep each night and I felt like a walking zombie. So if any of these tips that worked for me and have continued to work for me over the years help you in some way, then I will be so excited and happy. Let me just start by saying before we jump into the tips that I am not a medical doctor. I just did some research and Googled and found some things that felt doable and felt like I could incorporate into my own life. So take these tips for what they are. They're just tips. They're something you can try. They are not necessarily going to work for you. And I do strongly recommend that you see your doctor if you feel like you have some underlying medical concerns. You may have something serious going on that might need to be treated by a medical doctor. So definitely check in and get an appointment if you feel like there's something else going on here. There's usually an underlying cause for why you can't sleep, especially if you're not able to do so on a regular basis. Okay, so let me jump into first tip. Get on a schedule. Our bodies want to follow their natural circadian rhythm. And so that means going to sleep and waking up in the morning at the same time each day. I know that that is not always possible in today's world because we have unexpected things pop up or maybe our work schedules change from time to time. Children's activities, if you have children, may affect what time you can go to sleep and what time you need to wake up. But as much as possible, try to keep that time frame of when you go to sleep and when you wake up within 60 to 90 minutes of your normal time so that you're as close to being on a regular time frame, timeline, whatever you want to call it, as you possibly can. Number two, try to think about improving the quality of light. And so that means a couple things. Number one, you want to make sure you're getting time outside in the sun. 15 to 20 minutes a day is optimal if you're looking to improve your sleep. And I know that isn't always possible, but there are other ways you can mimic that UV light that you would get outside from the sun, maybe getting a sun lamp or something like that if that is in your budget. Some of them are very affordable. You can get little desk lamps even that are not very uh, expensive. You can get those on Amazon. 
Another way to think about getting better quality of light is to make sure that you're getting good wind down light. And that for me meant adding amber lights in my house. Uh, Let me preface that by saying I did that years ago. I noticed a difference that amber light helps to mimic the light that you would get outside at dusk, you know, sort of that golden hour of the day. And it also mimics the light that you would get when you are outside at a fire or candlelight. And that light is very relaxing and it really helps to get your body ready for sleep. My family did not like those amber lights, so I had to take them out of the living room. But I did just order some amber light bulbs from Amazon that actually also have Himalayan pink salt inside. So when you put these lights in one of your lamps, it actually heats up that Himalayan pink salt, and then you get the benefits of a salt lamp on top of it. So I'm going to put mine when they come in in a couple of days into the lamp that is next to my night, uh, next to my bed on the nightstand. And that'll be, I hope, my new way of reading at night before I go to bed. Tip number three, sleep at night. Now, I know that sounds pretty obvious, but sometimes it is not possible to sleep in the nighttime. Our bodies by nature want to sleep during those nighttime hours, but if you're a shift worker, that might not always be possible. So again, as best as you can, go back to tip number one, which is at least get a schedule, a regular schedule set up for yourself. So if you are a shift worker, try your best to keep your sleeping schedule that time you go to bed and time you wake up the same. If you nap, by the way, napping is a wonderful thing, but if your naps are more than 20 minutes long, you might notice you have a harder time falling asleep at night. So if you nap, try to keep those naps 20 minutes or less. Number four, avoid eating three hours before bedtime. This one used to be super hard for me. I don't know why, but I just felt like I needed to have a snack when I was watching TV at night or something. And probably for about the past six months now, I've been really trying to make sure that I have my last meal between 6 and 7 p.m. I tend to go to bed between 9 and 10 p.m. And so getting that last meal in in that earlier time frame of the day I have noticed a huge difference, and I think I noticed a difference pretty quickly within a few days, maybe a week at tops. I noticed that I wasn't having heartburn as much. My stomach upset wasn't as bad because I had some time to properly digest my last meal before lying down in my bed. Number five, avoid screens two hours before bed. Now, this means TV screens, computer screens iPhones, iPads, Kindles, anything that emits that blue light. If you must be on anything with a screen at night, and I'm guilty of that, a lot of the books I read are on a Kindle, at least try to get a screen that blocks that blue light. And that might be a screen that you actually buy for whatever device you're looking at. For me, um, most of my devices, my iPhone in particular, it has a built-in feature called Night Shift, and so I have that set. 
between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. at night, night shift is in place. And so if I'm using my phone in that time frame, the lighting in the background is a more amber quality. I have that set up on my laptop and I also have that set up on my Kindle. Some devices don't come with that built in, so you may have to purchase an app. Um, some, I believe most of the apps that I've seen are free, so you can definitely find something in your budget if you don't want to spend any money. There are free options out there. And then tip number six, establish a nighttime routine. This is different than tip number one. That was around getting on that schedule, going to bed and getting up around that same time each day. This is putting together a routine that can help you get better sleep. So that might be incorporating a few yoga poses, some really great yoga poses that can help you get better sleep. Child's pose is a really great one. Uh, It's a very introspective pose. It allows you to get the distractions out because you're sort of folded inward and you can't really see all of those things that might be competing for your attention. Forward folds are great. I like to do seated forward folds at night. And legs up the wall pose is a really mild and gentle inversion that has really been, it's, it's a lot of people have said that it helps them feel like they can get better sleep. And it is a pose that is known for helping people with insomnia. So try that one. And it is literally like it sounds, you lie down and your legs go up a wall. So your body is in this really nice 90 degree angle. You can even put your legs on a chair if that feels better. If you don't want to have your legs straight up the wall, you can drape them over a chair. Breathing exercises are super amazing and helping with sleep too. If you can practice any kind of breath where your exhale lasts longer than your inhale, that is a really wonderful way to stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system. And that is what brings in relaxation and calm. Meditation could also help you. That is a really nice way to get out of your head and let go of what I call the monkey mind, those crazy and spinning thoughts that might be in your head all day. And even adding some essential oils might become part of your routine. My personal favorites are chamomile and lavender and bergamot. And sometimes I actually combine all three of them together. My favorite combination is the bergamot with the lavender, and I just put it on my pulse points, and it really helps to relax me. So there you have it, six tips from me on how to get some better sleep into your life. I hope these help. Thanks for listening and have a sparkling day. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the SC Yoga Girl podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you next time. Thank you.